0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Hi, this is Joel Nelson of Joel Nelson Outdoors. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, today we're checking in with Kevin Cochran of Kevin Cochran's Musky Guide Service, uh, one of the best known musky guides in this neck of the woods, if not uh, the uh, North American continent. Well. Kevin, um first of all, thanks for joining the show once again. And secondly, kind of give us a rundown of of since the last time we talked how the musky season has played out.
1: You betcha, Kev. So um thanks for having me on. Oh yeah. By the way. But um you know, we've had a really, really warm fall and and with that, you know, I'm seeing I'm seeing fish in like traditional September spots. There there's some fish on... on uh, one of the large natural lakes that I fished, they're, they're, um, shallower, but then some of the other lakes that really, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, finding them pretty spread out. I'm finding some of the break lines still in some of the smaller lakes. And then, um, you know, it does seem like the larger lakes are still a little bit warmer. So they're further behind. Um, so, you know, they're, they're shallow and on some of the larger lakes and, uh, you know, they're on some of the deeper break lines on the smaller lakes. So, um, you know, with that, I, I think we've kind of been in this pattern for about five weeks now. And it's finally starting to get cold. But if you look at the long-range forecast, we're still hitting that mid-50s during the day. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's going to be pretty stagnant. There's not going to be a, a lot of fish moving off that edge, which is typically what I see this time of year. So it's... Um, <laughs> And, you know, it'll extend my fishing season without a doubt. I'll probably be able to get another two to two and a half weeks. Typically, I get shut out the first week in November, mm-hmm. maybe the second week. But, um, you know, we might be able to ride that all the way to December 1 this year, which is when our muskie season closes.
0: Prior to this fall bite, uh, how was the musky season this summer for you?
1: It was good. We got a lot of numbers, I. I, you know, it was really hard for me to get, um, the numbers of big fish, but man, we, we put in, um, quite a few numbers of fish. So my, my numbers were up My you know, fish over 50, 50, 51, 52. That's, that was kind of a struggle bus for me. Tons of fish from 45 to 49. Um, so we, I mean, we, we my clients love catching fish, so whether that's a 46 or 47 or a 52. Um, so we had I had a lot of fortune to share the boat with a lot of awesome people this year, and, um, you know, um, we were pretty lucky to put some fish in the boat.
0: What uh, do you uh, – taking a look at your client base, how many of them are people that are saying – I got to try this this musky thing at least once in my life. And how many of them are, are people that just love musky fishing but don't live in an area where they get to do a lot? So when they're on vacation, they want to make sure they get in good position.
1: Sure. So it's, it's a really uh, um, wide, mixed bag. But I would say for the most part, most people know what they're getting into. Um, and they also they also have the understanding that they're going to have to fish a long time to catch a fish. So... Um, it's, it's pretty rare anymore that, that I get people that are, that have no idea, um, what we're doing. Um, there, there wasn't a, maybe three or four years ago, I had somebody hop in my boat and just ask me what we're fishing for today. And and that's kind of a, a you're like, Oh boy, <laughs> if I owned a, if I owned some walleye rods that we would be walleye fishing or bass <laughs> or something else. Yeah but you know I, I think most of the people that hop in my boat they they know what they're in for and and um they're I mean, most people are really not um are not willing to try it it's not something that they're going to try it's they already have that established commitment of of um, being a muskie angler so um and then too with you know it's something that you're going to have to put up quite a bit of money Upfront, and you know, and if you're unsure of that, you, know, you really don't want to hire a guide right off the bat. Maybe you want to research it more, watch more YouTube videos, and say, "Hey, maybe that's something I want to do." And if it is, then you know you're going to be well prepared for it going in.
0: Okay. Well, um, the the musky, you know, musky angler is a unique breed. You know that. Um, there, there's mm-hmm. a passion there. Um, that uh, that is pretty close to unmatched.
1: Could be, yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> I know a lot of a lot of hardcore walleye guys too that are, you know, they're right there too. Yeah. Um, but you know, musky guys definitely a different breed. Um, you know, you're you're angling for a, a pretty finite resource, so um, you have to take that into consideration. And if one of your buddies stuck four fish on one lake the night before and he lost maybe they lost three or four more and it was just a stellar night you're definitely happy for them but then you're like oh man you know There is there is that that moment of I want that I want to do that right so I, I don't want to say jealousy because I'm, I'm really happy when all my friends catch fish but um, you're also you're angling for a, for a very limited resource it isn't it isn't something to where you're going to go out and get 30 fish in a day, and then you can do it the next day and the next day, and, you know, you have very small windows of opportunity, and, you, um, and it's, it's extremely competitive, too. So
0: Oh, yeah, it is very competitive. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess I, uh, the reason I say unmatched is because you are committing to being on a boat and many days possibly never catching even one fish, and I don't know sure. that many other anglers could be that patient.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I always, I always say we, we have a really good shot of getting a bite today. You know, it's, and it's, it's realistic. Um, anytime that we're fishing 10, 12 or 13 hours, we, we do have a good, really good shot. Kind of despite the conditions, if it's, uh, not during a peak moon, um, moon phase, but that doesn't matter. Uh, usually if you put in those long hours, I can put you in front of a fish and, um, and then, you know, hopefully we get a bite, but you're right. It's, it's not an easy task to catch a muskie. I had a, a client a few weeks ago. Um, they really want, he really, who's was from Colorado. He really wanted to catch one on a fly rod. So that's what he did all day long. And, and he could cast, I mean, he could, he could cast that fly. I'd say maybe like 45 feet, which, um, you know, conventional tackle, it's not, That's kind of guys maybe scoff at that distance. But if you're casting a musky fly 45 feet, that's pretty dang good. And he actually, he caught a really nice fish, uh, on a fly. So, Mm. um, so, you know, kudos to him. It's pretty amazing feat to do. And he is the first person that's been in my boat to do so. I've, I've taken maybe three or four other fly guys out in my boat, but, um, yeah, that was, that was pretty amazing.
0: Uh I, I don't want to give up any state secrets or anything, but um any particular lakes that were particularly good for you this year?
1: Um, you know, I'm a I'm like a main lake calf guy, so I spent a lot of time out there on the main lake chasing chasing those fish around. So um I'd say the entire chain. I spent a lot of time out there. Um yeah, and that's that's kind of where I hang my hat. That's that's what I call home.
0: What was the biggest one you saw this year so far?
1: Uh, fifty three but we're hoping to get something um, you know fifty four fifty five this fall so it's that's there's, there's they're out there swimming and now is the time to get one
0: okay. um, right now this time as we are kind of transitioning to cooler weather what uh what are you throwing at them
1: so it kind of depends on location. You know, if I'm fishing shallow sand and rocks, which I'm doing a lot right now on some of the bigger lakes, um, you know, we're fishing bucktails and topwater baits. Even, uh, you know, water temps are 57 to 59 degrees, which is pretty crazy warm this time of the year. Typically, we're looking at uh, right around 49, 50, yeah, 49 degrees to 50 degrees. So, um, you know, with that, I, I think we're kind of still stuck in that September pattern, to where I'm seeing them up on top of sand flats on the bigger lakes. Um, some of the smaller chain lakes, I'm seeing them just on break lines. But for the most part, you know, bucktails, topwaters, they still get to the, get the go, um, especially at night. Um, so that's that's kind of what I'm doing still. Uh, I assume here in the next the next 10 days that'll change and fish will kind of push out a little bit further off the structure and they'll be on break lines, um, maybe anticipating – that that who will be moved here in the next uh, month and a half so
0: anything you've seen whether it be musky populations sizes um bait fish they don't have around anymore anything you're seeing in the waters and in the lakes that have you concerned right now
1: uh you know i mean maybe like technology technology and kind of where it's at uh you know as far as it's it is concerning um you know don't get me wrong i've Five live scopes and tons of screens everywhere, but I would say uh, technology kind of advancing to a point to where you can find many, many fish that are op- over open water and and um, and it, it, people are. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to go pointing fingers, but I will say that you could easily harm fish by casting a fish over open water when it's 75 degrees uh, water temp, and um, you could you could easily cause a lot of harm. And there's a handful of guys in the state that that are doing so. So, I, you know and I think that a musky population itself could could be in in a lot of trouble if if people aren't using electronics responsibly.
0: So. Well, you know that's that's a concern that kind of goes across the fishing world in general. Um, electronics is making it, particularly for good anglers, a lot easier than it used to be. So it's gonna, I mean, it's gonna take some self-regulation and certainly a good uh, catch and release ethic. I think for a lot of species.
1: Absolutely, and when you're targeting fish that are you know, 50 down, down 50 feet, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and you see that down, you see that, that, um, that fish down there and you decide to cast at it. just know that, you know, the chance of you killing, it's pretty good. So, and when we're all looking for a fish, that's anywhere from eight to eight, 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 eight plus years old, um, you know, it's not something that easily, easily gets replenished. So, um, I've seen I've seen people uh, sharpshooting fish over deep water um, in just conditions that just are not ideal to where um, they're they're all about the bite and the picture. And you know, then you're kind of left with the aftermath. And that is what it is. Um, but but I mean, for me, it's somebody that's been in the sport for uh, close to 25 years, you know, I, I'm not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Hopefully I'm going to be doing this for the next 20 years. You know my kids are going to be doing this, and it's my job as a responsible angler to to do my part and to make sure that that happens.
0: Mr. Muskie, Kevin Cochran, my guest today. We got a lot more muskie talk to come next.
1: I'm Kevin Cochran of Kevin Cochran's Muskie Guide Service, and I catch fish bigger than Kev Jackson on a daily basis. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, musky, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and
0: breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. This is Mandy here, and you're listening
1: to Paul Bunyan's Country Outdoors.
0: Talking muskies with Kevin Cochran of Kevin Cochran's Muskie Guide Service. I think one of the the blessings we have living up here is I think that ethic is very very common. Again, for a lot of species, um, there's a lot of really people that are. I mean, just they're they're in tune, they're aware, and they want that same thing that you just you just talked about. And I think the other thing that's important about that more and more of the guides you know a lot of people come in wanting to catch these fish keep these fish and you know more more of the the eating fish and the guides mm-hmm. say no we we gotta we gotta do this and here's why uh taking mm-hmm. that uh, that aggressive not an aggressive approach but that proactive approach that's happening a lot
1: absolutely yeah and, and a lot of the walleye guides i know they're legit they're not mm-hmm. keeping giant fish you know they're throwing them back and they're pro- definitely protecting the resource so um, and, and my worries is just uh, the barrel trauma that that gets placed on specifically muskies. You know, I'm 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 concerned at, at what that's doing eventually to the resource down the road. Um, you know, and I guess time will tell. And um, that's kind of where we're at. And if things do become illegal, I'm gonna have to <laughs> rip a lot of stuff out of my boat, but, which is fine. All fine and dandy. You know, the side imaging is great, and it's it's done the trick for you know a long time i love it but um yeah we're on it we're on a new level now
0: did you ever see a time where we we'd have to ban fishing from a certain depth
1: um yeah i, I don't think that can really be pleased well that's what uh, that would be know. the
0: big problem yeah
1: right yeah yeah how can that be done but um you know I know there's a lot of musky tournaments, which uh, I'm definitely on board with that, that um, the band live Im- imaging. Uh, so that's, that's great. I love it. Um, and it kind of does separate uh, the men from the boys um, as far as the guys that are just out there playing video games, um, you know, s- sniping fish, casting 30 times in a day versus the guys that are casting, thousands of times during the day and, and able to put things together and see what's working. And, you know, there's, in my opinion, a musky tournament has to has to have uh, stringent regulations like that. And live imaging is not something that you should have on a tournament level. Um, it just, it just creates an unequal playing field without a doubt. The person that's always going to win it, I would say not always, but the majority of the time is going to have, um, going to have live live imagery forward facing sonar so um you know and then banning you know like i don't know it's it's just it, it just comes down to uh, to fishing morals and and you know and and what you're okay with doing <laughs> so um i'm i'm never okay with killing a fish or even having that possibility so you know i want to target fish that that are in the higher in the water column, without a doubt, and then also shallow water in general. So,
0: yeah, no, I hear you. Um, mm-hmm. As as we get ready for fall, what's your magic water temp number?
1: You know, I, I was just discussing that with one of my friends a while ago, and and he was he was saying that he's really struggling right now. He said the water temps fifty seven to, to fifty nine, kind of depending on where he's at, and he's struggling and like well. Well, yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, it's on some of the, the other lakes, it's the lakes have not even turned yet. Um, so, you know, you're looking at like a pre turnover, kind of a, kind of a funk that I typically see the last 10 days of September. Um, I really like 49 and under 49 to like 38, 37 to, I'd say yeah, 37 to 49. Um, and right now, it's just a little too warm, so we do need that to drop, and hopefully hopefully it drops quick. So I I, I want to see 49. We're not quite there yet, but um, yeah, we'll get there.
0: Okay. Uh, anything else going on in the musky world I should know about?
1: Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, not really. I think rods are getting longer. I, <laughs> I have new 11-foot rods in my boat that are absolute just – fish crushing machines they're thorn brother stealth rods and it's a solid 10 uh, 10 foot blank so so they can extend those out to 11 i've got some of those in my boat and they're just awesome i mean it's effortless um casting baits and fighting fish and figure eighting it's it's yeah it's it's definitely a game changer it kind of reminds me of when i went from seven and a half foot to nine foot back in the day and now we're going from ten foot to eleven foot, and and I think that eleven foot it's a pretty good it's a pretty good place to stop. I would think so. It's it, it makes figure eights easy, like I said, and um, I'm not I'm not bending over to do figure eights anymore. And um, I would highly recommend checking out an eleven foot rod.
0: Okay, um, one of the things that keeps a lot of people or me from fishing this time of year is you know, look and go it's cold out there man uh but mm-hmm. there's a lot of good gear out there to keep you warm what, what are some of the stuff you recommend
1: you know i'm just going to throw it throw it back old school and just say like a lot of wool you know i this time of the year i run a lot of suckers i'm always getting wet um you know i'm i'm like putting new water in my boat uh taking it out and you know, I'm doing a lot with, like, <laughs> it seems like I'm doing a lot with, uh, with water in general and getting my hands wet and my chest wet and, and my legs and all that all the time. Um, you know, outside of like a, a great cortex suit, which is what I wear, I, I wear, I have all Sims gear, but you know, honestly, like I've got a lot of wool, uh, wool hats and, and jackets and gloves, especially gloves. So, um, you know, and and usually if like your hands get cold, you have a lot of problems, especially like opening up snaps and putting suckers on rigs and, and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I put rubber gloves on and then, uh, wool gloves over the top of that and just keep changing out my wool gloves all the time. But, um, yeah, wool in general, it's, 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 you know, it's been around a really long time, but, you know, I do a lot of layering, uh, with wool, um, um, you know, under my Gore Tex suit. So, yeah.
0: All right. Well, do you have time for a fast five before we wrap it up? Sure, let's do it. Okay, Kevin Cochran, fast five. One, two,
1: Three ah!
0: fast five. Question number one It's dessert time. Are we having pie or are we having cake?
1: Let's do pie. Oh, any, yeah.
0: Any particular one you love?
1: You know, pumpkin pie is great. Uh, it might be just this time of year, but really love pumpkin pie.
0: All right, question number two. I it I may be able to guess the species, but what is the biggest fish you ever caught?
1: Oof, um, I would say sturgeon. Okay. Yeah, up at the rainy. Yep. There's a few up For there. Size. I, I I don't I don't know the size. I haven't been up there in years, but uh, but back in the day we saw a lot of really big ones. Way back
0: Alright. Question number three. If you know it's your last meal on this planet, what are you having?
1: It's gotta be seafood. <laughs> <laughs> uh scallops, lobster tails, yeah, oysters the work.
0: Might as well, right?
1: Mm-hmm, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> question number four. If he's in the movie, you're going. Who is your favorite actor?
1: Mm. Boy, I would say Daniel Day-Lewis. He's a, he's a stud. Last of the can. One of my favorite movies of all time.
0: Okay. And finally, question number five. Are you a coffee drinker?
1: Absolutely, you gotta be. And when you're waking up at four in the morning for thirty or forty days straight, you gotta you gotta do something. So, all right. You know, the only downside to coffee is it kind of uh, you know gets things moving pretty fast. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, especially on the boat, you gotta up you know, on an island, you know.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Definitely, definitely love my coffee. All right. Is this a, a plug for Heroes Rise Coffee? You you,
0: you can and go I, ahead I love, and do whatever yeah, you want.
1: Yeah, I like Heroes Rise Coffee.
0: Well, I just okay. had uh, some of their stuff on Saturday. It was quite good, right, for awesome. sure. So, awesome. uh, question five: A is it is it black mm-hmm. or are you loading it up with something?
1: Oh, I got gotta it. I got it diluted. Yeah, got to <laughs> load it up with some creamer and a little bit of creamer.
0: Well listen, do you still have some spots available for a fall fishing trip or are we all talking 2024 right now? Uh,
1: you know, I I've got November 10, 11, 12 open. So I I typically I'm I'm really eh, unsure about about where our, our ice is at that time of the year, but I I I feel pretty safe to say that we're going to be fine here um, you know, in the next 4 weeks. So November 10, 11, and 12 and that is it.
0: All right. And if people want to get in on that or even start planning for next year, what's the best way to do that?
1: Best way to do it, just give me a text, 507-456-9023. They can look me up on uh, Instagram, Kevin Cochran Guide. Uh, Website is kevincochranguide.com.
0: All right, he's one of the best when it comes to musky fishing in, uh, I think, in North America. He's Kevin Cochran, and really, North America is the only place they have muskies. Well, I, I don't know. There's
1: a lot of really incredible anglers, and and you know, I've been around a long time. I, maybe not one of the best. Maybe maybe top a uh, couple thousand or something. I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of my friends are incredible anglers, and um, you know, I just
0: I I love taking people fishing, and
1: yeah. I, you, I know, you, I'm, we do pretty good
0: i know so. you're trying to be humble but i'm trying to hype up my show here
1: <laughs> trying to book those last three days for me that's right hey <laughs> right. kevin great to have you on the show
0: thank you so much thank you so much Kev. all right before we wrap up today's show we want to talk about lake plantagenet which is a great musky lake by the way but the reason we're talking about it is cali sent me a message and wanted to know how you pronounce it she's heard several different pronoun- pronouncers well if you want to sound like a local you pronounce it plantagenet plantagenet not plantagenet plantagenet that's how you pronounce it if you want to sound like a local however the name comes from a the royal family who had a dynasty in england from the 1100s to the 1400s. And for whatever reason, Henry Schoolcraft thought they should have a lake in northern Minnesota named after them. So when he was coming through and naming stuff, that's what he named it, Plantagenet, or that's how we say it. If you listen to historians talking about that dynasty, they pronounce it Plantagenet. Plantagenet. So... If you want to sound like a historian, you go with plantagenet. If you don't want people to look at you weird and talk like a local, you go plantagenet. And that's the best I can do for you, Callie. That's it for today's show. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for being here. I'm born in country, country.